0: we know it's not joyful when you're going through the chastisement and discipline of God. Because later on, when you look at the providence of God, sometimes those things that were bad were really good because God worked those things together for good. Pull pulpit down, if you will, by preaching the word of God. Second Timothy chapter four, verse number one, and preach the word in season, out of season, there come a time when they will not endure sound doctrine but have itching ears. Jeremiah, he was somewhat disappointed because he's going through a lot right now. He felt like He did not sign up for this. He he felt like God had deceived him. God does not deceive us. Sometimes we just get the wrong idea. We get the wrong idea even when it comes to relationship, when it comes to marriage issues, We feel like, no, it should be happily ever after, but there are going to be some bumps in the road. And we often forget when we up there and we, we recite these vows that says, and this is what they say, to sickness and to health, to richer and to poor, and, and to poor, to bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Woo. Oh. If you don't love a person deep, rooted enough, when they get sick. You won't necessarily be there for him. There was one senator when his wife got sick; he he divorced her when she needed him most. That's why you must make sure that love is intact. That you really love that person. That it's not a, a, a superficial love. That that you, you really deeply, deeply love that person. He felt like he was deceived. Because look at Jeremiah chapter 1, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 17, Thou therefore gird up thy lines and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces lest I confound thee before them. Break to pieces before them. Don't be, you know, in other words, God is telling Jeremiah that you're going to be really you're going to be persecuted, but don't be dismayed. In John 16, verse number 33, Jesus says, in this world you will have a tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I overcome the world. Jeremiah chapter 1, look at Jeremiah chapter 1 verse number 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly of, thy, of, of, uh, of, thee, of, of the belly, I knew thee. And before thou cometh forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I deigned thee a prophet unto the nations. God had already chosen him a long time ago. We used this particular passage of scripture in Jeremiah chapter one, verse number five. Don't get an abortion because God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Not only that, but there's a lot of other reasons not to do that, taking a life. And only God can take life and give life. We're back to verse number 18 of Jeremiah chapter 1. In reference to Jeremiah saying that God, you have deceived me. But, but God had, the uh, reason Jeremiah is basing that on, he's basing this on this passage here this, in chapter 1, where it says in verse number 18, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 18, for behold, I have made thee this day a defense city, and an iron and a pillar and brass and walls against the whole land, against the king of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee. In verse number 19, this is what Jeremiah is embracing. But they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, said the Lord, to deliver thee. So God is not telling Jeremiah that you're not going to go through anything. He says, but be not afraid in Jeremiah chapter one, verse number eight, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, says the Lord. Paul in Acts chapter nine, Paul was told that he would be a apostle to the Gentiles and you would suffer many things on my behalf. But when Paul was in the midst of all that suffering, he's, he's like, I didn't realize it was going to be this tough. We're like that in our lives. I'm glad I did not know what I know now if I knew prior to becoming a preacher. I think I've been like Jonah, I've been going the other way, amen? (laughs) Some of you even in reference to raising children, if you do, but that's joy in the journey, isn't it? And and, and we know that even in, in the midst of this, God wants Jeremiah to know. He wants Jeremiah to know that, that He's He's with Him all of the way. When people get baptized, Sister Jones, when they get baptized, we must be careful not to just simply say, okay, everything's gonna be fine, all your burden is gonna be lifted, you won't have any trouble. No, but the book of Proverbs tells us that that's when it starts when you're obedient with the Lord. Because Satan, he has those other people and he's trying to get you. He's the Michael Jackson song, I want you back. He he, he wants you back. Jeremiah suffered. He was beaten. He was being cast into jail in stocks. He knew it was gonna be bad, but not this bad. He thought there would be no physical violence to cause him to have having the promise of God. He thought there would be no physical violence. Those early disciples in Acts chapter five, verse number 30 and following, when they were cast into jail, Uh, They were beaten and let out, and the thing about them was they were rejoicing that they were able to suffer on behalf of the Lord. If you suffer, Peter says, don't suffer because of wrongdoing. Suffer because of righteousness, and if you suffer because of righteousness, we glorify God. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah felt like he had been deceived. We're having a preacher wife seminar just the 13th of this month here. At the Church of Christ at Atlanta Airport, our second annual preacher and wife seminar. And throughout the brotherhood, everybody's so excited, and we encourage those that are listening to me now, please come. Uh, the, the preacher and wife seminar, the theme is how beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preachers need encouragement, their wives need encouragement. And the women are going to deal with, in that class, how to balance being a Physical, um, your physical family with your spiritual family. And in preaching, I'm going to deal with how to save yourselves and, and also your own family. Because <laughs> sometimes you can save those in the church and lose your own family because you're spending so much trying, trying to save everybody else. And off time, the people you've been working with most, they're the ones that turn their backs on you. They're the ones that wash away, walk away. But the preacher has to realize in in John chapter six, verse number 56 and following, uh, many followed Jesus and they walked away. Many walked away and followed him no more. Jesus looked at Peter. He said, are you all gonna leave me too? And Peter said, for whom can we go? Thou hast the word of eternal life. Jeremiah said, I did not want to speak his word anymore. This became, it was so overwhelming. I did not want to speak his word. And then he thought, that word, I can't quit. That word is like fire shut up in my bones. He felt deceived. He complained to God. But he couldn't not quit fighting because he knew that God would provide. What was Jeremiah warning them about? He was warning them about the fact that they did not get themselves together, that God would put them in captivity. They did not want to hear that. People don't want to hear that today. They want, people today, look at Isaiah chapter 30, verse number 10. Isaiah chapter 30, verse number 10. This is what people want to hear today. Isaiah 30, verse number 10. Which See not unto the prophet, Prophesy not unto us right things. People don't want to hear right things. We're in a world where people want to have their own opinion. There's no opinion when it comes to the word of God. God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. One man said, God said it, whether I believe it or not, that settles it. He says, speak. People want to hear, listen to what he says. He said, prophesy unto us, Isaiah chapter three, verse number 10. Not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceit, Smooth things. Preacher, don't ever get up there talking about sin. We don't want to hear about that. Just, just let us feel like everybody's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay if we repent and do what's right. You know, two things that the preacher is not to preach about is sin and money. <laughs> you know, as our text, the bulletin that we always do in the tower. Uh, I mentioned today that um, I mentioned that we need to tighten up in reference to giving, and though we have people giving on wine and everything, we encourage you to give, give a amen. We're doing a wonderful work with just a little bit. But God can do extraordinary things through ordinary people. Right, right. And these extraordinary times that we're living in. And I know we can, we, we can rise through the cage. And the Bible mentioned in Malachi chapter three, verse number seven and following. Here goes, So a bullet. Would a man rob God? He said, you have robbed me with your tithes and offerings. God knows our hearts. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6 and 7. It's so beautiful. It says, For God loves a cheerful giver. God has been so good to us. But people don't want to hear about sin and money. (laughs) Speak to us smooth things. Smooth things. Jeremiah had gotten. Discouraged along the way we all do at times. I tell the brothers just the other day of a preacher, I said, uh, God has been good to us in the ministry, and I I include all of us that been with us for years and doing God's will. I said, the congregation won't let me get discouraged. Every time I try and get discouraged, someone's saying something nice, Kind, uh, sending a card, uh, some type of encouragement. And it's, just, it's that time when I'm trying to get discouraged. Thank y'all for being such a wonderful congregation. The fire. Lord, please keep the fire burning in our hearts. I want you to notice Luke chapter 24. Look at Luke chapter 24 quickly with me. Luke chapter 24, verse number 27. These men had become discouraged because they felt like Jesus died on the cross and he, he would be raised the third day, but it didn't seem like that came to pass. It seemed like that he did not rise from the dead and they were downtrodden. But sometimes we have to wait until things play themselves out. Sometimes we get too far ahead of ourselves. Sometimes we're like Jonah. Jonah initially were running away from God, like we often do. And then once God allowed him To spend a little time in the belly of the fish. And Jonah said, while he was down there, he prayed, thank God. Fish spit him out. And then Jonah started doing what God wanted him to do to preach to Nineveh. Jeremiah wanted to start preaching. Jonah did not want to preach to a group of people that God had sent him to. And then Jonah, at one point, was running away from God. Now he's running with God because he's doing exactly what God told him to do. And the people are never repentant. And then he started running in front of God. He started getting discouraged about those people repenting. That wasn't his business. Our business is to teach and preach the word. God has to increase. Doesn't matter how hard-headed people are. We at one time, Titus says, we were were once, uh, you know, given and deceived and and, and, uh, living for pledges. We at one time were in that same boat. But yet the grace of God appeared. In Luke chapter 24, verse number 27, here it goes. And beginning at Moses... This is where, after Jesus had rose from the dead, but his disciples didn't realize that. Let's look at verse number 25, Luke chapter 24. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ have uh, suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he has found unto them In all the scripture, the things concerning himself. This is what Jesus did. And they drew nigh unto the village, whether they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. These men, they were weary thinking that Jesus did not rise from the dead, but Jesus walked with them about seven miles and he concealed himself. They didn't know who he was until the end of that journey on the road of Emmaus. Notice what verse number 31 says. And I hope your heart is burning as we go with the word of God, even now and in Bible classes. And as you study God's word, I hope your heart burns. Here it goes in Luke chapter 24, verse number 31. And their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished away out of their sight. And verse number two in Luke chapter 24, the Bible says, and they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us? While he taught with us by the way, and while he opened to us, what did he open there? The scriptures. He opened the scripture. Then our hearts burn. Our hearts shall always burn when we hear the word of God. If not, why not? If Jesus says in John chapter six, verse number fifty-six and following, that His word becomes life. If it is life and spirit. In Hebrews chapter four, verse number twelve, that word is more sharper than any two-edged sword. Then our hearts burn as we walk along the way. Jeremiah said, I, I, "I wanted to quit, but I couldn't quit because our word was like a fire shut up in my bones, shut up in my heart." you can going to understand why the Bible tells us throughout the book of Psalm, Psalm uh, 119, verses 1 and following, why it just keep popping up, meditate on God's word day and night. And if you do, his word would be like fire shut up in your bones. What would cleanse us It's not necessarily reading the news in Hollywood or Dollywood or any kind of wood, but it's reading the good news of Jesus Christ. How he died, he was buried, he arose the third day, he reigns now on the right hand side of God. Didn't our hearts burn as we walked along the way. That's a song that we sing in our song books, you never mentioned him to me. Maybe we never mentioned him to others. It says, as I, as I saw you day by day, you taught me not the way. You never mentioned him to me. You've been working beside me on the, on the job for years, but you never mentioned that you're, you're a member of the Lord's Church. You never mentioned that you're a Christian. You never showed me how, how the word of God is really burning in your heart. You never mentioned him to me, but Jeremiah, he continued to preach, like we must continue to go and teach whether people listen or not, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I I mentioned it, let me just read it, let me just touch the hymn of the garment of it, just for a moment or two, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearance and his kingdom. What are you saying, Paul? Preach the word. The answer in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long-suffering and doctrine. For there had come a time when they would not endure some doctrine, but after their own lusts, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they they should do what Paul in verse number four, and they should turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto favors. From the truth. You should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Sanctify them through that word, John chapter 17, verse number 17, for, for that word is truth. They would turn away from the truth. A preacher doesn't have to try to please anybody. A preacher has to please God. He must stay with the word. Down at a congregation where are astronauts and spaceships and these men would come in to worship with the congregation, scientists and astronauts and the young preacher felt like if he tapped into their jobs and and talked about spaceships and all that they did that he would win them over and one of the doctors pulled him to the side after the worship said son don't worry about that just preach the word we come to hear the word. See, that's a place and time for everything, but, but in the Lord's church, see, this pulpit is here for us to preach the word. In spite of, we mentioned in Isaiah chapter 30, verse number 10, people wanna hear something smooth. Some wanna hear a lot of jokes. Some could be good comedy ministers, if you will but we must be preachers of the word. If you preach the word, people will come and just see the pulpit burn. But watch thou in all things, 2 Timothy chapter four, verse number five, watch thou in all things, endure affliction. The preacher must learn how to endure affliction. That's one of our topics in the Preacher and Wife Seminar how the minister is to endure affliction. You can't have thin skin in this, in this type of business. You must endure affliction. People going to come and go. You're going to see people other places and everything. But see, see, members don't know. They don't often know. We preachers, we are, real, we are good friends with one another, elders and deacons. And, and wherever you go, it doesn't matter just since you're in the Lord's church. We are good friends. You're not hurting us. We all leave places from time to time. You leave your job to go over here and over there. We understand that. Just stay faithful. Right, right. Just stay faithful. Right, right. Because guess what? It's not the preacher's church, it's the Lord's church. Thank you, thank you. Amen? Yes, Paul said, I didn't die for your sins, the Lord died for your sins. Right. First Corinthians chapter one, verse number 10, and following Paul said, there is some, there, there is some uh, problems, if you will, there is some conflict in the house of Chloe, in that some say, I'm a Paul, I'm a Cephas, I'm a Paulus, I'm a Christ. Paul says, we didn't die for you, and all we are are ministers in which you believe. Mm-hmm. Sound Timothy chapter four, listen to what he says, he said, but, but watch, he said, for watch thou in all things, endure affliction, he tells Timothy tell earlier, you're a good soldier. We're all the soldiers in the Lord's army. We're on the same team, on the same team. You know, we have the basketball playoffs and uh, sadly, our Atlanta lost the first game, but it's gonna be all right. They're gonna come back, amen, they're gonna come back. But you know, the highlight of those games for me It's when they come back, Jessica, when they come back, we go back to the bench. Watch this now. They're all giving one another high fives. You know, it's like Sister Walker, like, you gave it all on the floor out there. We appreciate that. Don't you know it's the same way in the Lord's kingdom, the church? We're one body, we're one heart. Hello, my name is Minister Herbert Moore from the Church of Christ at Atlanta Airport. We're located about three miles from the Atlanta Airport, the busiest airport in the world. We're just an eight-minute drive. We have many people that travel through the airport and they come to worship with us. We speak what the Bible speaks, and we're silent what the Bible is silent. And so we invite you to come. We also invite you to tune in to our television program every Sunday at 4 p.m. W.A.T.C 57 television. We also invite you to visit our Facebook Church of Christ at Atlanta, Abford area. Also, you can go to YouTube, speakingthegospel.tv, and hear many more of the sermons from the Word of God that I have spoken throughout the last months and the last years. (laughs) The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 3, verses number 1 and following, as Moses approached the burning bush that was burning, but did not burn up. God tells him, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And that's why we can worship anywhere. The church is not in the building. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, that the kingdom of God lives within us. So when we say we're coming to church, we're really coming to worship. This is why we need to realize God does not dwell in an empty church building. He's all over, he's everywhere. Those that worship him and John 424 must worship him in spirit and truth.